0: Hello. Whew. All right. Thank you all so much uh, for allowing me to be here today, and to your pastor Rob, who is hanging out over at the Northeast Church today. And um, I I, I want to say to his father-in-law, who I believe Coach Gibbs is uh, tuning in. I want to say hello, Coach. I love you, and. Um, praying for you. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, My wife and son and family is here. Will y'all just stand up really quickly so they can see my wife. My son Jaden and his family is here. And I think there are some people from our church that are sprinkled throughout. Y'all wave your hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. So my wife asked me, she says, do you have a towel? Well, in our church, the preacher preach a little hard sometimes. I said, no, I don't need it today. She says, yeah, right. So my son accosted the security guard out there for a towel. Let me pray and then we'll... Seek to see what God has to say to us through his holy word. And just FYI. I'm not as good as Pastor Rob. He he, I'm getting texts from our church right now. They say, Oh, this man can preach. I'm like, Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't say amen to him too much today. (laughs) Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your amazing grace and mercy. We thank you for the Northwest Church. We thank you for Rob and his wife and their children and God, we just pray now, honor our time today. Uh, God, we cannot speak without you, so speak through us. God, forgive us of our sins, because even on our best days, God, we fall short. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And all God's people said amen. When you When you think about who God is, there are several things that we call attributes of God. The idea that God is omniscient, that God is omnipresent, uh, these are just a few of the immutable truths about God. But the thing that I want to focus on today is about God being eternal. You say, Can you put that in my lap in 2022? What does it mean to have an eternal God? It means simply this, that there is no hope of glory if God is not eternal. That there means that when people close their eyes or fold up their tents on earth, that there is a heaven that we get to go to and to live and to reign with Christ for eternity. Eternity is a huge concept in the Christian life. As a matter of fact, I I live today that I might get to live with Christ forever. The truth that every Christian has to begin to share with the body of Christ and those around us, that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. We don't preach those anymore these days. We don't want to be offensive. But let me rush. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms 90. Psalms 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, Wherever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Thank you so much. I want to talk just for a few moments about God eternal. Those of you who understand that this particular psalm starts off the fourth division of the book of Psalms, it is a psalm that is written by Moses. Some suggest that Moses wrote this particular psalm maybe toward the end of the wilderness journey. This psalm basically shows us the highs and lows of humanity. It tells us that we're like grass one moment and we're gone the next. This psalm 90. it, It deals with the transitory life in which we live. It is, it is to say this, that some days are diamonds and some days are cold. It is to say that in this moment, there's an extreme high, and in the next moment, there is an extreme low. But what Moses helps us to understand is that God is God. He is always God. He, he has been God and will forever be God. The Bible says that he, he, is not, he cannot change, that, that he is, his truth is immutable, that nothing about God is up for negotiation. He is an eternal God. I um. Uh, I love being a husband and a father, but I'm not going to always be around for my children. But there is a God who will always be there for them. There's a story told about a young boy who asked his mother, he says to his mom, mom, where, where did God, did God make himself? And she says to him, she says, son, I understand that your question needs a response. So she pulls off her wedding ring and she says to her son, she says, can you tell me where that ring starts and ends? The little boy examined the wedding ring and he had to come to the realization that no, mama, I can't tell where the ring starts or where it ends. She says, that's just like God. God has no beginning and God has no ending. God just is and God just was. I know that's bad grammar, but it's good grace when you understand that you got a God who's been around. Before he formed the earth, he was already God. And when the earth passes away, he'll still be God. And then when your life goes through its transitions, he's still God. I believe that this psalm tells us much about God. I, I don't have time. I'm not a 45-minute preacher like Pastor Rob. I, I hope he didn't preach 45 minutes today. They'd be asleep over there. <laughs> I, I, I have my second hit replacement seven weeks ago tomorrow, and so, so I, I just can't stand that long anymore. And, but I, I want to share three thoughts about who God is from this simple psalm. First of all, there is this duration of God. This psalm tells us that God has no beginning and no end. God does not exist in time, but time exists in God. God is not a, a, a mark of, of a continuum. He is the continuum himself. God exists in all things and outside of all things. Matter of fact, all things were made by God. God has duration from everlasting to everlasting. Listen, what is everlasting to everlasting? Well, that's just it. No one can know because it is from everlasting to everlasting. God does not have an end. Well, Brother Michael, tell us why is that important? Because in the life I live today, I need to know that I got a God who is eternal in the heavens, who is looking down on my life circumstances. But not only is he up there looking down, but he is everywhere. He is omnipresent. This spirit is within us and it rules. God has duration. It's difficult for us to understand this about God because we measure everything by time. God is self-existent. He's self-contained. This was what he was telling Moses when he commissioned him to go tell Pharaoh to let his people go. He says, tell Pharaoh that I am sent you. Well, who in the world is I am? I'm so glad y'all asked. You can flip over into the Gospels in the Gospel of John and it gives you these I am statements of God. It, he tells you I, I'm the way, the truth, the life. He, God is simply saying that he is who you need him to be when you need him to be it. We all, I'm so glad God is eternal and I'm so glad that he is available for you and I. Not only does God have some duration, that great news about the Christians, about us, is that we have a God that doesn't have a beginning or an ending. Our God exists before time, space, matter. He will continue to exist. It's when you start thinking about the whole creation story, and I'm pretty sure many of you are smarter than me, and and there's all of these other ideas about big bangs and little bangs and, and all of this, and I don't know who threw it up into the air, but listen, when you start thinking about there was nothing, and God said, let there be something, and stuff, started coming from nowhere, and the earth began to form. Listen, that's the God that has duration, and even after he calls it all into existence, he still keeps it all together. God God has duration. I uh, got the wonderful opportunity to play college football at the University of Oklahoma for Gary Gibbs and some other coaches, John Blake and- but I also got a chance to go to the San Francisco 49ers. And I know, I know, hold your applause, hold your applause. You Dallas fans, hold your applause. But do me a favor, if you blink your eyes, everybody blink your eyes, that's how long I lasted. I ain't really getting no duration at, the, at that level. I didn't, I met some people, but I was, I was there about two, three good weeks. I, I had no duration. But not only did I not stay long, but, but I got this physical body. I've had three body replacements so far. One shoulder, two hips. I need another shoulder. Uh, I've had several operations. And, and all I'm trying to tell you is that this body of mine was not built to last. But y'all do know that I got a new body. That when my time is up on earth, I get to go spend eternity with God in heaven in a new uniform that will never fade away. What I'm trying to tell you is you got a God that has some duration. I'll say this, God lasts beyond us, beyond us for our children and our children's children. My, uh, my soon-to-be granddaughter is going to be born any day now, any day now. And guess what? When we're not around, there's still a God that will be around. But not only do we have a God that has duration, but we got a God that's durable. This eternal God of ours can endure anything. While the psalmist is comparing the human life of brevity to the eternal life of God, human life is short because of sin. We, as humans, cannot endure the power of sin. This is the reason why Christ had to come down all of those generations and die on a cross. Why? Because you and I were not durable enough to handle sin. That's why he and he alone went to Calvary and bore the sins of all of the earth upon his shoulders. Because he alone is durable. The fact that I'm limping and leaning today is evident of my inability to be durable you and i got a durable god we live in a context where people think that god can't handle their stuff i want you to know that no matter what you're going through privately or publicly secret sins open sins none of your sins are too big to where your god can't handle your stuff why is it that we are afraid to, to be open and vulnerable to God as if God can't handle your truth. Your truth. God is adorable, God. He, he can, he can, If He can last on a cross, He can last the stuff in your life. This is what the psalmist tells us He's adorable, God. At some point, we have to give into it, we, we fail. Uh, This psalm tells us that man's life is like grass that withers compared to the everlasting life of God. The Bible says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Our God is a durable God. He can stand up to the pressures and the issues of life. And no matter how issues have changed, no matter how we've recategorized them, no matter how we've tried to give them uh, acronyms, sin is still sin and God can still handle your sin. Just take it to God in prayer. I don't know how long I've been, but, but let me give you this last point, and that is God is dependable. <sighs> have you ever, have you ever depended on someone who did not come through? You had high expectations. After all, you're in, in, a, in a contract. You are in a covenant relationship, and there have been those who have been in these relationships, and they failed because somebody in it wasn't dependable. But can I tell you that in light of my humanity and my failures, you and I serve a God who can always be dependent upon. I don't, I, I, need, I need God to be dependable when life is difficult and challenges and things are unexplainable, I need a God who I can depend upon. God, through this psalm, listen, when you go back and you could read the book of Numbers if you want to get the wilderness life, but you'll discover that Moses, what he's saying about God is that, that I was with God when he told me to go tell Pharaoh to let his people go. And, and I, I, at first, I did not want to go But God said, tell him that I am sent me. And and y'all do understand that though Moses met God on the backside of a mountain and and he had a conversation and God engulfed the bush that was not burning and told Moses to take his uh, shoes off because he was standing on holy ground, he was still developing and maturing trying to trust who God was. He tells Pharaoh, lo and behold, God sends plagues. The people of God walk out of Egypt. The people are complaining. Pharaoh says, well, hey, listen, I don't know what y'all want me to do. God got us out here now. He got us out of Egypt, but there's a a sea in front of us. How's we going to get to the promised land? And God says, Moses says, well, let me go up here and talk to God again. He goes and talks to God. God says, cool, Moses, I got you. The Bible says that uh, he made a highway through the Red Sea. Now, I don't want to preach that story, but understand it wasn't muddy ground that they walked across. The Bible declares it was dry. God, Moses says again, God, you dependable. You said you were going to get us out of Egypt. You got us out. Now, we were faced with a Red Sea. You 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 did, You did. dealt with the Red Sea. He says, now, God, the people are here, and they hungry. He says, how are we going to feed the people? He says, cool. Just close your eyes, wake up, and guess what happened? He gave them manna from heaven. He says, yet again, God, you are dependable. You got us out of Egypt. You got us through a sea. You're feeding us every day. You're keeping a pillar of cloud before us by day and fire, by night You're keeping our enemies at bay. I'm just trying to really make an explanation here, and that is you can depend on God because when you look back over your life just like Moses, God has been there every step of the way. When your mother died, he was there. When you were sick, he was there. When you were low on finances, he was there. Listen, God can't depend on you and I, but we can always depend on him. He will He's a dependable God. Um, he, says, he says here, Moses was saying that God, God has been dependable. No matter what happens, no matter what had been happening, God has been dependable. You, you, you take all of what God has done for his people, this group of people God sacrificed his life for, and they constantly spit in his face and, and do all of these things, but God is simply saying you can depend on me. It's good news to the believer that we have a God that is dependable. In times of difficulty, we can depend on God. He has, he has always been there for us. God was dependable when he crossed that Red Sea, the Jordan. He was dependable when he gave them the manor. He was dependable When they got water from a rock, he was dependable to keep his children during the times of captivity. He was dependable when he fed the children in captivity. He was dependable when they were lonely and they were worried. God was dependable in a valley of dry bones. God was dependable in a lion's den. God was dependable in a fiery furnace. God is dependable. Now, I got to be honest. I ain't been in no lion's den. But I've been among some human lions. (laughs) God is a dependable God. As, as I, as I kind of rush and hasten to a, to a conclusion here, when you start talking about the eternality of God, God is from everlasting to everlasting. But in the midst of this everlasting to everlasting, God can be dependent on. Northwest Baptist, I want to tell you this in my short time with you today, is you can trust God. We we sing a song, and it's a hymn, and I'm sure it's in your red hymnal book if you haven't thrown it away. The the, the hymn hymn book says, I will trust in the Lord until I die. Here's what it takes, is that you and I got to learn how to trust this eternal God. Because though God is eternal and it seems to be far away from us, he's a God that is near to the brokenhearted. He can be trusted. People need something they can depend on with all the ups and downs in our lives, mass shootings, murderers, natural disasters, unjust systems, health issues. We need something that we can depend on with so many things being transitory in our lives, such as people come and go, family members, they come, the Lord calls them home. Sometimes we are in relationships that fizzle out. God is always dependable. God is from everlasting. God is the only thing that's going to last. Whew, it's going to last. He's going to last. In some of our churches, we would say, tell your neighbor, God's going to last. God lasts. He'll last. Y'all, y'all ain't do it. you supposed to tell your neighbor. <laughs> God, God will last. He will last through health issues. He'll last through family problems. He, he will last through legal problems, etc., etc. John 1, 1 through 5, I'm paraphrasing. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Uh, he was with God. uh, The beginning through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. God will last. Isaiah 40 and 8 says that the grass withers and the flower faded away, but the word of our Lord shall last forever. Psalms 113 and 3 says, from the rising of the sun the going down of the same that guess what? The Lord is worthy to be praised. Can I tell you it doesn't matter where you find yourself at the rising of the sun or to the going down of the sun just because things change for you does not mean it changes for God. This psalm tells us that like one day is like a thousand years to God. God will last. Psalms 90. Lord You have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting. My last point is this. He says, you've been my dwelling place. God has been our shelter. He's been a place where We can find refuge where we can find hope where we can get answers to our questions. Listen, I love this part because he says you have been our dwelling place for all generations. Moses is speaking he's saying God as I look back you've been our dwelling place. You and I as we look back over our lives and look even forward in our lives God has been your grandmother's dwelling place your father's and grandfather's. God you've been our safe place in all listen there are those who don't even see God. They claim that there is no God but the Bible says all you gotta do is look around and you can see God. You see God in the wind that blows. You see God in the grass that turns colors. You see God in the mountains. I, my wife is from California and uh, I'm from Oklahoma and uh, she, she came to University of Oklahoma to play volleyball and, and I, I went back to California to visit her and, and the landscape in California is just a little different <laughs> from here in the great state of Oklahoma. Now I still think Oklahoma's the greatest, but I, I went to that state California out there to visit, to see her and all that kind of stuff and they got mountains. You don't hear me? They got mountains. They got snow on top of the mountain. And they got shorts on at the bottom of the mountain. They they got oceans. Now listen, there's a bigger ocean out there. They 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 got islands out there. And I, And I I wonder those people who say, there is no God. Who in the world scooped them up? Who in the world made the vastness of the oceans and seas? Everywhere you look, God is there. And God can be dependent upon when you think about this eternal God. If you want your soul saved, you need to trust God forever. He's been my shelter. He's been your shelter even when you didn't want him to be. Even when you tried to put yourself out there, he protected you. And you're good and you're bad, you're ugly and you're indifferent. He's been our dwelling place. As as we conclude, I was... I would like to just share this, and I don't know how you all handle the invitational period, but if there's someone who does not know the Lord and the pardon of your sins, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that He raised His Son from the dead, then thou shalt be saved. If that's you, it doesn't matter about this world, God is concerned about you personally, individually. And you need to put your trust in an everlasting, eternal God. That's the only place that we find shelter. The the, the Bible says the the sun, the rain shines on the just and the unjust, but I want to be specific here that there is eternal security in Christ Jesus. If You want to be in that shelter from now on until trust Christ. But perhaps we're all saved, but maybe there's someone who, who just needs prayer. You, you, you've, you've, you've wavered a tiny bit. You've, you've decided not to trust God with everything. And you just need some prayer to say, you know what, pray for me because I need my faith to be increased. I need to trust God more than I've trusted him before. Trust him for your family, your children, the unborn children. Uh, trust, you, you just need prayer. Maybe you're feeling weak. Maybe there's some opportunities in life. You just need prayer. And I want to just go to the Lord in prayer on all of our behalf. Father God, we thank you today, Lord, for this rich opportunity for us to come and to share at the Northwest Baptist Church. God, we thank you for the leadership and the membership and the fellowship of this wonderful church. God, it is our prayer that you would continue to breathe on Pastor Rob and to give him what he needs. And even though we've talked and I hear of some positive transitions and and growing and staff and all of those kinds of things, God, we just pray that you constantly keep your hands of protection around him and his wife and family. And then, God, we pray that this church, the Northwest Baptist Church, can become all that it's designed and purposed to be. God, help them touch and impact this community and beyond. Strengthen them, and it's in Christ's name we pray, amen.